episode six. Welcome. Welcome back. So a couple things that we need to clear up right away. Really? Um, yeah, That's we how do. we're going to start? Yeah, because I feel like there were things that we said we were going to do and yeah. we haven't done them yet. Hmm. Like last episode. Like last and You were going to talk about uh, D&D and you never ended up uh, talking about it. Right. We're going to talk about D&D and then we were going to also talk about uh, virtual reality. So we had two topics actually that we said that we were going to talk We've about. Never done it, yeah. And we haven't done it. So there's a reason why we haven't done the virtual reality show yet. And I think everybody needs to know what we're thinking because we're still, we still want to do it. I still really want to do it. But the reason is I was going to go get a VR headset that week that we, exactly. that, that we said we were going to do it the next week. But we, I think we all realized that waiting for Black Friday to get a headset or to buy anything actually. Yeah, I don't have a headset. Mm -hmm. I can't talk about VR. Right. Without, I mean, I've experienced it uh, a couple of times here. We had a demo here at the agency. Yeah. Uh, when I went to E uh, E3, um, I did try it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, a couple more times, maybe when I was one time that I went to LA to Sunny Pictures, they had like uh, the PlayStation VR thing there, mm -hmm. like a little station. So I tried it there. But I don't think that's enough experience for me to give an objective opinion about VR. And personally, mm -hmm. being an external, being external to, to the VR thing, I'm a little bit, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know I'm going to love it that much. I don't know if I'm going to, maybe if I get it or when I get it, because I, I will eventually get it probably this uh, Black Friday. But I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be something that I'm gonna use for a couple of weeks, the like la fiebre, right? And then it's just gonna sit there. I hope that's not what happens. Yeah, me. I, but I, uh, talking to JM, which is our buddy that used to work here with yeah. us, who is he's crazy about it. He's really crazy about VR. He loves it, and he has said that he spends more time watching other people use his VR than actually playing it. Which is How? interesting. Well, because, I mean, you watch... you. So, first of all, you see what they're doing on the screen. So, if you have it set up to your monitor, you can see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they're basically, you know... And then you're watching them, you know, basically dance around your living room. So, it's kind of like a show to watch people do these things. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that, that... So, I just wanted to check the box. Among our, other factors. Right. <laughs> check the box with our listeners... To let them know that we are going to talk about virtual reality, but we want to experience it first before we start talking about it, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Well, do we wanna do we wanna talk about kind of the topics that we have lined up for the following episodes, roughly? I mean, we we could. have VR. Yeah, we have VR lined up, and then we also have um, we also have art, art, the art of games lined so, up. So. For those who listened to that episode, we did a music one, right? And we have planned um, doing an art one, and for that one, we are planning having an actual artist, right? Uh, not necessarily a video game artist, but a very good artist, right. a friend of ours and coworker, uh, that's gonna join us in that episode. Yeah, he's an amazing artist, so he and he's excited to be on the podcast, which I think is awesome. I think the other thing which is really awesome is that. He doesn't know, he doesn't play video games. 
Exactly. So bringing him in and then telling and then talking to him about art and getting his perspective, uh, getting his perspective on digital, mm-hmm. and then us giving him our perspective on how it affects us and how it affects games. That's gonna be a lot of fun. It's like when we brought Tropic P in to talk exactly. about dating. You exactly. Know? When she had, she she's like, I'm, she has I would no never idea da- about games. <laughs> well, she not that she doesn't have any idea about games, but she's like, I would never date a gamer. Exactly. And I was like, why not? So yeah, the entire time cool. we were other topics that we have uh, talked about and uh, and we want to do is uh, the one that talks. Uh, we want to talk about gaming as a service. Right. Uh, which today we're talking about a company that's basically a gaming as a service developer. <laughs> right. They make um, awesome games. The, the episode today yeah. is all about Blizzard and BlizzCon because yeah. BlizzCon actually starts tomorrow. So we wanted to check the box and let you guys know that we are going to talk about virtual reality because we promised that. Mm-hmm. We are also going to talk about the art of games because that's something that's really, really dear to us and we're passionate. We're both passionate about that. We're both very visual, I think, gamers. Uh, And we're also, I am actually going to talk about, and I would like to dedicate an episode to talking about tabletop games. Yeah. Because tabletop games are a lot of fun. Again, I'm a dungeon master, so I I spent a lot of time playing D&D as well. And it's just so much fun. There's so many games out there that people can play. You don't have to have, you know, you just buy the box and you can sit around a table and even figuring these games out with your friends. You finally talked about D&D. I did it. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) <laughs> I feel so great. So uh, other topics also, uh, we we want to talk about uh, psychology, right? Uh, and children with uh, video games, talking about the addiction or is, are they addictive or not? Is it addictive? Is it good is it or not, not to yeah. kids? And for that one also, we're gonna have a um, a guest yeah. that's a, an actual psychologist. Well, she's a PhD. Yeah, so she's a psychology so, doctor. So yeah, it's she. Her perspective is gonna be awesome. Too. It's gonna be great. Yeah, so I feel and really. And she good. plays. Yeah, she plays games. She too. plays with me. We, I, I actually play. I actually bought COD, mm-hmm. uh, Blackout Four, because I play that. I play with them. They're my friends from Houston. Right. And uh, the only reason I bought that game is to play with them to keep contact with them. That's right. how we kind of have our moments. Yeah, that that that's gonna be really cool. Um, so yeah so subscribe so subscribe now if you want if you're interested in any of those things yeah, also sure. if you just if you're just in love with hearing F. Coast and Manny just talk about their oh, lives wow. you know you can just subscribe too if you, <laughs> if you just like feeling that way yeah you know don't be shy share it with your friends um, it'll help us out very much and if you don't like them if you don't like the topics you're here yeah or let if us you know don't let, if you don't like the stuff we already uh, we've already talked about still subscribe yeah, you're going to be helping us still subscribe <laughs> still bite the bullet it's not going to hurt us <laughs> yeah, it's not going to hurt you either um, exactly. it's just going to help us um, it's just a click but uh, again BlizzCon BlizzCon so BlizzCon 2018 <laughs> it's like how the guy's going to say it when, <laughs> when <laughs> Mike Morheim <laughs> goes on stage <laughs> yeah uh, so BlizzCon what is it okay uh, BlizzCon is basically the the convention for all of Blizzard's games. Now BlizzCon happens in Anaheim, um, and I actually had the pleasure of going to a BlizzCon already. I went to BlizzCon in 2013, so it's oh, been a cool. while already. Five um, years. It's been five years. So I mean, it, it, it almost feels like yesterday, but at the same time, so much has happened since. Um, since I went to that BlizzCon that it, it feels like a lifetime ago. So just as a reference, what was going on in Blizzard games 
back then? In 2013. So in There was t- no Overwatch. No, there was no Overwatch. There was an idea of Blizzard doing a game, and it was called Titan. Oh, yeah. And everybody thought that Titan was going to be the next World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, I remember that. And I think what actually happened was that Titan got repurposed into what is Overwatch. And, and I think that was probably one of the best things Blizzard could have done. At but that is time. that a myth or is that what actually happened? I mean, we all know... We all know that some characters were taken from Titan and to Overwatch. To Overwatch. We know, we the, know that this, some of the, the, the concept art... Yeah. The stories, uh, they laid the foundation for a lot of things. I, oh. I just, I think that they didn't really know exactly what kind of game they wanted to make until they really started making it. And what what they landed on was was Overwatch. So I mean, they didn't really announce anything about Overwatch back in back in BlizzCon 2013. Um, what I what I got to do at BlizzCon 2013 was I got to. Uh, Let's see. I got to play the Crusader class for Diablo 3. So uh, they announced the Crusader class for Diablo 3. They announced um, World of Warcraft Legion. So okay. So Legion was um, was announced, and everyone went crazy over that. Of course, uh, they announced a lot of different things. I, I think the that at that point of Blizzard's uh, development of games, they. The, the biggest thing that they were focused on right then and there because they, they really, outside of that stuff, they didn't really have too much to announce were the esports. And that's the oh. part that I actually loved about the convention the most. Okay. So, you know, BlizzCon has grown from really just being like a small part of the Anaheim Convention Center to taking over the entire convention center and then even being extended out like they've built other parts of the convention center to house all these people. Um, they have a concert at the end of the convention center as well. At the time that I went, it was Blink-182, so uh, a, a band that I had listened to when I was <laughs> younger, uh, and they were a lot older when I got there, but it was a lot of fun to listen to them. Well, what I'm, what I'm thinking is, this is a convention. I mean, I went to E3 mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, so I'd like to compare, it was a actually. a huge convention mm-hmm. with many developers there. We're talking about a convention from one developer, right? So just imagine this: how big this, I mean, Blizzard is. The, the games are right. Yeah. No, it was huge. It's 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 already, you know, culture. Yeah. Because it's it's a it's just thinking. I mean, for me to think of a convention, if I compare, maybe it's smaller than in three. But we're talking about a developer that has its own convention. Yeah. With with how many games? Like. <laughs> I mean, not that many. Five, six games. Five games, six games. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really like they had fifty games for people to play. This guy. So are, you gotta uh, think shit. about. Yeah, you gotta think. I mean, and what what does that create? That basically creates an environment where every game, they go really deep into yeah. every single game because they have to because they only have you know X amount of games and back then. They didn't have, it wasn't Blizzard Activision yet, so they didn't even yeah. have Call of Duty, they didn't even have, I think, well, maybe actually they had just made that connection or that merger, but they, they weren't, you know, they weren't promoting Call of Duty, and I don't think that they are at this BlizzCon either. I'm not sure. I mean, don't quote me on that. Um, but actually, a correction. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Blizzard, uh, the World of Warcraft expansion that they announced was Warlords of Draenor, was WAD. 
W-O-D. Yeah, so that one was a very highly criticized expansion. Oh, yeah. um, it was going back in time. And, you know, so anytime you go back in time, whether it's a movie, whether it's any kind of storyline, comic books, you know, people kind of feel like you're cheapening. You, you ran out of yeah, ideas. Yeah. And now you got to go back to, in yeah. time, okay, to do stuff. So you got to restart somehow. Right. The premise was all these warlords in Draenor, all these guys, Grom Hell Scream. Um, uh, Black Hand, all these, all these orcs that were um, key to the storyline, you know, all of that stuff happened in like Warcraft One, Warcraft Two, Warcraft Three. Nobody really saw or got to interact with these, with many of these characters um, in World of Warcraft. So the only way that they could reintroduce these characters for us to interact with them and, and play, play alongside them and, and hear their stories was to have us go back in time and go to Draenor before it was invaded by the Burning Legion. So th these characters were from Warcraft, from the Warcraft universe, universe, if you will. Right. But there weren't in World of Warcraft? They were from Warcraft 3 or 2? So they, they, they are in the World of Warcraft story, uh, but I'll give you an example, like Grom Hellscream. So Grom, uh, Garrosh's father. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the, the, the guy that basically kills Manoroth. Okay, he, he sticks an axe in his head or whatever. Like, you just saw that in a cutscene. You didn't get to actually interact with him. Oh, okay. You know, so... So they developed And he that. was a warlord, and he had a personality, and, you know, he was the one that decided whether or not he wanted to drink the blood of the demons to make all the orcs green. So you learn that the orcs were actually, like, not green. They were brown. They were brown, right? Yeah, they were not green before. Um, and you actually learn this in, in just playing the Burning Crusade. Which is the second expansion. Okay. You go out to you go to Outland, which is Draenor, after the Burning Legion has landed there and basically destroyed everything. Um, and you meet a, a clan. Who who who's the, who are the Burning Legion? The Burning Legion is basically Sargeras's army. Um, Sargeras is like the the Titan that was converted into a demon. Are those um, the undead? They're not undead. It's it's almost like these are the demons. You just have to think about them as the okay. demons. That conquer the galaxy. Because I remember in the first, I'm I'm really sorry, and I gotta um, alert our audiences. I know very little about Warcraft, so this show, this episode is on you. I'm gonna be, yeah. I'm gonna be making a lot of questions. So we have both sides. The yeah. experts could, you know, listen to you, understand everything, but things that maybe our audience. Uh, don't understand or don't know right. I'm gonna be that side because I'm gonna yeah. be making the question let's be real there are a lot of people that don't play wow there's a yeah, lot of people yeah, that don't like play me. blizzard games you know so it's it's good to have both perspectives so because but, but uh, where I was going is that I remember this uh, trailer for World of Warcraft um, that had this huge kind of monster that was like, a, like made of rocks and it had like yellow light coming off of it yeah. and then that was in the background and in the forefront there was like this kind of you know like zombie like creature mm -hmm. like an undead i think it was oh you're talking about the original warcraft trailer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the very first Correct. wow trailer right and then the guy kind of steps on the on the on the um on the ground yeah. on the ground and starts burning mm -hmm. so that's the image i had in my head when you talked about the legion that burned yeah so th that's a perfect example because so in that case they're, they're showing you an un a forsaken warlock okay okay so that warlock is part of the forsaken 
which every if you play WoW, you know that the Forsaken, their leader was Sil is Sylvanas. And he summons an Infernal. So that's a spell that you can get in the game where you can summon an Infernal, which is a demon from okay. the Burning Legion. Warlocks, that's what they do. They summon demons. They summon imps. They summon Voidwalkers. They summon Infernals. They summon Doom Guards. They summon Succubus. Succubi. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's basically their, their part of their job, and that's why the demonology tree is in the warlock tree. They're like mages that said, you know what? We want to mess with demons because they give us so much power. Wow. Um, so it's kind of twisted. But the succubus, is it, is it faithful to the actual succubus myth? It, it is a little bit. Um, a lot of her spells so are like... This is a demon like, that will have sex with you. Right, but I mean, <laughs> you're not... I, <laughs> if, you, if you interact with her, she has a lot of very overtly sexual things. Um, and a lot of her spells are like uh, lashing kiss uh -huh. you know, and things related to that. Um, That's cool. But I want to back up a little bit. Yeah, I want to back ahead. up a little bit. I, 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 I was there at BlizzCon 2013, but I actually want to talk about how my, what my journey to get there was. Oh, because cool. it, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy to it's get like there. It's like my story of E3. Right, which I can tell in, on other episodes. Yeah, no, but yeah. I think it'll be interesting to, to compare. <laughs> so, first of all, the, to get a ticket for World of Warcraft, you have to be, you have to basically play this game where as soon as the tickets go on sale, okay, you have to be online at your browser with the link ready to go there. You're actually at the page where they sell the tickets. Refreshing. Just refreshing, right? <laughs> You're refreshing. Now, there's a couple tricks for people out there that don't know how to do this. So I'm gonna give you give you guys one of the tricks. And I think, um, you know, since we don't have a massive audience, it's not like it's gonna get out. And I'm sure people already know how to do this. But one of the tricks that you can do to to, to make sure that you get in line to get a ticket. Uh -huh. So once you refresh the page, the moment that the page goes live, at that moment, there's a hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of people trying to get into the queue. To get a ticket that's basically what happens first but you go to the page you refresh it then it gives you a drop down menu immediately of how many tickets you want to buy you you instead of selecting the drop down menu just hit go because it defaults to one ticket yeah but for people who want to buy wait oh, okay when you get to the shopping cart at the very you end add. you can add tickets oh wow so don't waste precious seconds like literally three seconds and you're finished you're out of the line oh and you don't God. make it yeah and i've done this time and time again i've always gotten a ticket when i wanted to get them and i've sold them before because there's been times that i haven't been able to go to blizzcon and again i've only gone that one time how so much I, is the ticket so back then the tickets were 175 dollars each now? ticket um i don't know i think now they're going for 200 maybe or 225 how many days back then it was uh it was, I think it was three days. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, yeah, so it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, there was a virtual ticket that you could get through DirecTV, okay? So back then it was a DirecTV BlizzCon pay-per-view. Oh. So you had to pay-per-view. Now, the, the virtual ticket today works easily. You just get on your website and you see it. You don't have to go through DirecTV, which, you know, we've evolved, right? Thank God. Um, but check this out. So I was part of a guild back then, and we were, you know, racing to kill bosses. What was the name of the guild? Um, it was, uh, at the time, it was Realm Last. Okay. Okay. It was kind of like a joke, like saying that we were the last ones on the server, but we weren't at, you know, it was kind of like, a, you know, just us being And what was your neighbors. nickname? Well, I was Manny Fresh. Yes. Yeah, I was Manny Fresh, the mage. Okay. <laughs> um, which was awesome. 
because uh, I think every I, I had a I, people already knew me as yeah, that name yeah. for a long time, um, and at that point I had already been playing uh, WoW for almost ten years at that point. So it was you know a lot of fun to, to have that you know that history and take it with me to BlizzCon. Um, I also purchased tickets for some other guild members. Okay. Okay. And I think it was really cool to uh, to just be able to go out there and um, like tell my guildmates, hey guys, I got BlizzCon tickets. Who's going? You know. Yeah. And I started like this frenzy within my guild that was like, you know what? We should all totally go to BlizzCon and meet up there. And it was that that part was really cool. I was able to go and actually find other tickets from my uh, some of my guildmates on eBay. Um, I found some other tickets, you know, I helped people get tickets um, on the net. So there's a couple of waves of tickets that they that they give out. Um, so I got in on the first wave, but then there was another wave uh, a couple of days after that. Um, and I think that, uh, that I, since I told people ahead of time and I told them how to do it, there were people that were able to get tickets as well. And but this is, is there this a is, limit to the amount of tickets you can get from the website that I, day? I think back then it was four. Four. So you could only get four. So I went ahead and bought four. You know, I bought the max right away. And I went with, um, you know, I went with my brother, my ex at the time, um, and I bought one other ticket for another guildmate okay. at the time. Um, and he paid me when I got there. And And when you say you can look for them at eBay or some other stores or whatever yeah. they're more expensive right the people obviously put a premium on them yeah exactly you know so these are people who buy those four tickets and start just to selling. resell them yeah they, they also resell the it's goodie a black bags market. it's a total black market and yeah. it's a total to i mean i hate to say this but a lot of it is a scam oh really so yeah i went ahead and bought a ticket through ebay for one of my friends uh -huh. never got the ticket oh really never got the ticket which wow. which was really sad. So I had to go back through eBay, um, eBay uh, customer service, um, explain to them that I never got the ticket, which was messed up because they said, well, we can't give you the money back until after the event. Oh. So the event is, you know, November 4th or whatever at the time, I think it was. Um, so, you know, they, they I had to wait and I had bought the ticket in April. So I had to wait <laughs> till November. And then when I called them back then, they're like, "Oh, it's, it's been more than it's been more than six months since you bought this. We, you know, how do we?" It was a huge mission. Well, I'm going back to to the to the you know scale factor of of this con, and is that you know for E3 this year. I mean, I I don't really remember. I think it was JM and you that told me, "Oh." Tickets went, uh, tickets went on sale. sale. Yeah. And I just went online and bought the ticket. Like, yeah. I'm buying something on Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, I we're mean, talking about... You might think it's a bigger convention, right? I think it is Because it's big, just right? about the gaming industry. It's not just one, one developer. I mean, this is just about, what? Warcraft would be like 60% of the show. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 it's the opening ceremony. Then World of Warcraft, what's next? Then you have Hearthstone, which had just launched, okay? Which is about Warcraft. Which is about Warcraft, <laughs> but it was a card battler. Yeah. And we got to play it there on the on the floor, which was really cool. Um, and then, you know, some other stuff. Like I said, uh, the Crusader class had just been released for Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Um, it hadn't been released to the public, so I was one of the first ones I got to play it on the floor. 
and I fell in love with Crusader. I mean, as soon as, soon as it launched, you know, <laughs> Crusader Diablo three, I, I made one and I, and I started playing that. Um, but again, I think that, you know, just going back to the whole journey on how to get there. Yeah, yeah. Then it was, okay, who's going? Figured out who's going. All my all my guildmates and you know who's going with me. Then buying a ticket to get to California. Right? Oh yeah. Buying which a is ticket expensive. To get to California, which is here. expensive. And then figuring out where What's I want to What's going on? I mean, traveling from Miami to anywhere in the U.S. is... It's getting more expensive. Kind of... Yeah. yeah, it's crazy expensive. Like, I hear people from other states and other cities... Yeah. Traveling within the U.S. is cheap. I mean, the tickets are way cheaper. But yeah. for us, for some reason, it's very expensive. Yeah, I mean, it was expensive. Um, I paid... I'm not going to lie. I, I'm pretty sure I spent... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I gotta say the whole thing probably cost me between the tickets, which were 175 bucks a piece, yeah. plus the tickets to fly over there, yeah. plus the food over there, and all the things that I bought. I hotel. went crazy. The hotel. The hotel? Yeah, I mean, I stayed at the Hilton, which is the hotel where all the developers were staying at. Oh, oh and by wow, the way, I figured so something cool. out, which was really cool, and I'll <laughs> share this with everybody too. I mean, if you've gone to BlizzCon or if you've been there before, you already know about this. But there's like a, a a blizzard party that happens at oh, the hotel. Oh, really? Yeah, and I got to go to the party and um, hang out with. Did like, you cosplay? No, there's no cosplay at the party. It's just a bunch of people hanging out. Oh, you mean like at BlizzCon? Yeah. No, I mean I met a lot of really cool cosplayers though. <laughs> um, you know they have the cosplay contest at BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, and so they had some amazing outfits, amazing, amazing costumes. That's cool. Yeah. So the party. I'm sorry. I no, that's cool. So whatever. It was. It was just a party. Like, uh, you know. I mean, it, it. wasn't like a big, big deal. But to be able to like, to be able to be there with Ghost Crawler as an example. Yeah. Like a lot of people say what you will about Ghost Crawler. He was one of the game, <laughs> earliest game developers. A lot of people, you know, have very negative things to say about him. Some people love him. I thought he was great. I mean, I, I mean, the game wasn't supposed to be perfect. Uh, you know, all the talk about balance, I think Ghost Crawler's position was that maybe the game shouldn't be balanced all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think you and I have had that conversation. Mm. Like, don't do games need to be super balanced all the time between well, all the classes and all the races? And then what does that do to the game if everything is the same? Well, uh, the the thing of uh, the thing that I really hate about that um, that comment is that usually it comes from a guy who wants to be a mage, uh, but somebody else beat him. He didn't know how to beat him, and oh, now the game is not balanced. So the game's broken. Or the, the game is broken, broken because yeah. I didn't win this battle. Right. And I've been trying for. I mean, it's like again, this is six episode, and we're gonna mention this game again. Yeah. But Dark Souls. Yes. I mean, you spent weeks trying to beat, not not me, because I just started, mm-hmm. uh, I have to announce that maybe, I just started playing Dark Souls on the Switch, and it's amazing. Um, and you almost broke your controller. I almost broke my <laughs> Switch yesterday, because I was playing in, in handheld mode, and I was just raging. Uh, anyhow. Because that's a game you rage on. Yeah. <laughs> so, thing is... I know people who spend weeks trying to beat uh, a boss, and it's not about the game being unbalanced. Right. So there's so many people that just will, you know, uh, get pissed. Out, oh, I didn't win this battle. I never beat this guy with, you know, using this kind of character. So the game is unbalanced. Right. I mean, 
granted, the comments. I don't know any of the backstory of this guy and and the comments they had with the unbalanced game. But usually, you read the comments and they come out out of thin air. It's just kids who are pissed because they didn't win. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people probably feel like if you just got destroyed by another character and you thought you knew what you were doing, yeah. that that character's broken or that yours you doesn't work. Overcome. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's things, you know, sometimes you're not supposed to win, like what we were saying in yeah, the, yeah. In the mean, other Yeah, yeah, I mean, games shouldn't be designed for you to win. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you lose. That's that, part of the game. It's not that they shouldn't, but there's some games that are not designed for you to win. Right. Dark Souls being one of them. Dark Souls being well, especially people, one of them. If you see videos, uh, there's a lot of people that say look, it's, it encouraged you to win. No. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I know we can get a lot of bad comments because of this. Oh, no. <laughs> but Let in my opinion, the game is designed for you to lose. You just have to overcome yeah. and win. I mean, it doesn't really encourage you to win. It makes you really win. If, yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly. Another way of say, explaining it's it like, is like... You, you have to accomplish right. winning. Right. Not only win because I encounter a boss and I have to, you know, pass this level. No, yeah. you actually have to work right towards winning. That. Right. So, but yeah, the game is designed to, to fucking kick your ass, destroy you. Yeah, you're gonna get your ass handed to you many, many times. Yeah, you have to have thick skin. Yeah, you have to have thick skin. Um, some of the other things that led up to to me getting there. Um. Some, so something that happened to me physically, uh, I tore my, my MCL Oh yeah. Uh, playing softball. I didn't know. Yeah, so I have a torn MCL. Uh, I used to play baseball when I was a kid, and I love baseball, and I went out to with my company to play a softball game, and without warming up properly, I went to go make a routine play at shortstop, oh and I totally messed up my knee. Damn. Um, so I went to BlizzCon like two weeks after that. <laughs> All right, and two weeks after that, I felt like okay, um, but there was a pain that I had in my hip, and it was because my hip was compensating for the fact that my knee wasn't working properly. Yeah, and um, the first day of BlizzCon, I I probably took like six or seven aspirin throughout the course of the day because I couldn't walk, and so imagine being at a convention where you can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for you, BlizzCon. And for me, yeah. So now I've traveled halfway <laughs> across you know, the world, it feels like, uh, to get to this place, and then I can't walk, um, which was pretty bad. But I did it. I suffered through the pain, and I, it was fine. Um, that, again, was it, it, that was unbalanced. That was unbalanced, and the knee was broken. So, yeah. um, totally. Uh, <clears throat> some of the things that I did like about it when I got there um, was that... Guess what? What one of the subjects were? It was the art of World of Warcraft. Like the first night of BlizzCon, um, that evening they basically had an entire panel discussing the art, and I loved it. I sat through that entire panel. Um, you know, so when we talk about the art of video games, yeah, I'll bring some of that stuff with me awesome. so that we can talk about it because I think it was really cool uh, how how they talk about the settings, the lore, um, the direction of the story, and how it affects the art. Uh, which was really, really cool. But the one of my favorite parts of BlizzCon at that year was the World of Warcraft live raid. Now, do you know what that what a live raid is? No. So they had two of the best guilds in the world race 
through a through a an, uh, a raid. Oh, like really? race through a raid to to get to the last boss to to kill it. Um, which means you basically had these two guilds, um, you know, and they dropped the boss right on top of them. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was Siege of Obermar, which was the raid back then, um, and we were actually like progressing through it. Which so was did you play in the in the convention? I did get to play a little bit of World of Warcraft at the convention, but what I got to play was Warlords of Draenor. So I got to play a little bit of the new So expansion. this thing you're talking about, you didn't play? No, this was us watching two of the two. top guilds in oh, the world okay, okay, okay. play. One of them was Midwinter, and the other one I believe was Blood Legion. I'm not, I don't quote me on that. I, I forget who the Horde guild was. But and then was the third was yours, right? No, 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 I wish. <laughs> but it was basically an Alliance guild and a Horde guild. And they, they were, were like racing. top 10. Well, uh, for my class, but raid, but like, remember, it's it's about how good your guild does. You know, so you could be the best mage or the best warlock or the best healer on the server. But your guild. But your guild may not be as far as yeah. far progressed as that. Um, but that's okay. You know, I think the best part about that is that you also learn from other guilds on how to be a better team. You know, you don't have to be the best at everything. You just have to be the best at and the most efficient at killing a boss. Yeah. That's it. Um, so we got to watch this yeah. raid and we got to watch these two guilds race and the developers are sitting right there in front of oh. the screens and they're dropping, they're doing random things to kill the, the raid. <laughs> and it was like, I can't really? believe, yeah, it was so fun just to watch the, the raid react to how the did things. that work I'm, I'm lost a little bit so so the developers were there in the game no they were what obviously they're monitoring the raid they're monitoring uh -huh. the progress um and they're and you're watching different things happen as the guild moves along the dungeon and tries to kill the next boss yeah um but the boss is ai if you will yeah the boss is ai but the abilities that the boss has They're, they're modifying that? It, yeah. Real like, time there? They're, they're basically controlling <laughs> the bosses. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's not AI anymore. It's, so it's The it's developers weird. were the... Yeah. It's like the Jason game where right. there's you can be teenagers, but there's one of of the people in the lobby, in the if you will, is, that's is Jason. Is person, right. That's interesting. That's yeah. really cool. So it's interesting. So they, they, they had some effect on the game, you know. So they were screwing with, with Oh my god, guys. they were screwing with them so much. Like it was just so funny. Um so we saw that and um you know there were a lot of other things to do. Mm -hmm. Um but I think, you know, that was a great that was a great experience for me and uh it really grew my interest in the Blizzard universe. Yeah. It was really cool to just Meet even all more the, yeah even more like it, wow. I was already hooked you know yeah, yeah. so just to be I mean able, you were there <laughs> I was hooked I was there but I think the biggest thing for me was just being able to go there and see all the people that work on the game behind the scenes talk yeah. to developers talk to artists talk to the I musicians you know just get their feedback just shake their hand you know and say hey you know I really love what you guys are doing um, you know they would ask me oh what do you think about this what do you think about that and It was always fun to just interact with everybody. I mean, yeah. I wasn't afraid. Como se dice en español, yo ten, no tenía pelo en la lengua. Like, I would yeah, just yeah, go yeah. up to people. Um, if they looked like a developer or a game designer, um, I would just say hi. Uh, I got a chance to, to say hi to Tom Chilton, which was the lead game developer at the time. Oh um, and he That's was just so standing cool. there, you know, waiting for a taco at a food truck. And I was just like, hey, uh, Ghostcrawler, the same. He walked out of the convention center to go get some food. Yeah. And I was standing there, you know, with my little brother. And he goes, look, is that 
uh, is that ghost crawler? I'm like, yeah. So I just said, hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? <laughs> you know, he's probably like, who's this guy bothering me while I'm, while I'm trying to get a sandwich? But um, yeah, so it was cool. No, but that's cool, man. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I wanted to do at E3. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, or unfortunately, it was only limited to the press. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that's what I what I knew. Um, so I couldn't... One of the things that I really wanted to do at E3 this year was to, you know, that. Like, get to maybe talk or meet or, you know, get to know developers and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Because that's a lot of why I like uh, uh, video games, this mm-hmm. development side mm-hmm. of them. So I, I didn't get to that. Like, I was, I thought I was going to go to a booth, if you will. Mm-hmm. And... And and maybe there's there was gonna be a developer there that that I could meet and talk yeah. about the game and yeah. you know discuss the game mm-hmm. and critique or whatever. But that didn't happen. And you didn't uh, get a chance. It was to more for press. There were like separate rooms, meeting rooms, and and it was more uh, of the press. What I did meet was a couple of YouTubers and influencers. Cool. Uh, and that was cool. That's I right. Met, you told me you met um, what was his name? Um, uh, Baldi- Jake Baldino from GameRex, I met. Baldino, I, I met him um, in uh, in the. It was actually not even a booth. It was outside the convention center. There was a store, how did you a PlayStation meet store. How did you meet him? You just walked up to him. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were looking at toys and geeky shit uh-huh. in, at the PlayStation store, basically mm-hmm. that that was there. And he was just next to me, and I looked to my left, and it was him. And we were kind of looking at the same aisle. And I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, and I just I told them that I I, I watch uh, I follow them in, in on YouTube. I also met Boogie. Oh, cool! That's yeah, right, you I, met Boogie. I yeah. met Boogie, and that was in uh, during my my almost panic attack that I had there. Because I, I I don't know if I should tell the story of me getting to E three now. I, I think it's good <laughs> because so like okay so my story of getting to BlizzCon was actually pretty smooth. Well, you know, compared I got my to tickets, mine, although it I was lost, very smooth. I lost money on a ticket, obviously. <laughs> I got scammed on eBay, so don't get scammed. So the whole point of my story is, you know, if you can make it to BlizzCon, it's going to be a great time. It's a blending of the community, the gamers, and the developers, and everybody that loves Blizzard. Yeah. You know, so it's like such a great, positive environment. I, I, I Even waiting in the lines, you know, to it's get like to interacting things. interacting with people. You're interacting with people, you're... You're talking to people. I, I, again, just to just to add some more flavor to this. I'm standing in line, and the guy behind me is like, "Oh, you know," and I got my mage to this and that, and I turn around, and I'm like, "What are you doing with your Geek. mage?" And and we start geeking out on, on st- stupid stuff. And then another another guy's like, he's with his girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the store to, to grab this," you know. And and I'm like, "Oh, do you know? Do we want to go over there?" Like yeah. I, I was asking my brother and my ex at the time, "Do we want to go?" Um, do we want to go to the Blizzard store? At what point do we want to go there? Are they going to run out of stuff? Uh-huh. You know, I came back with a Lich King skateboard. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, not Lich King. Um, okay, so you play, you finally finished Diablo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember the um, the, the last boss of Act 1? Um, the last boss of Act 1? Yeah. No. No, I don't remember. Um, well, it's, it's the last boss of Act 1, um, like the first part of Act 1. I think it's... Uh, yeah, the, I don't have that good of a memory. No. 
It's actually not the last Deeper boss of the whole Souls. life. It's one of the bosses. I remember Diablo. Yeah. I remember... Do you remember the Skeleton King? I remember the Skeleton King. See, he's early on. Yeah, So exactly. I brought back... I have a skateboard of the Skeleton King. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I, and that's part of the other the other part of the, of the convention that's awesome, is the loot. You come back with so many things. You come back with with gear, with shirts. I like came back with toys. Dungeons. Exactly. <laughs> I came back with everything. I came That's back with so everything. Cool. Um, so yeah, the other thing is it's expensive. It's really you know. So you, you have to save up for it. If if you have to save up for it, I would. Um, you know. But so one day I'll make it, it right. It, it's yeah. worth. I mean, it's totally worth it. Especially if you. I mean, I'm not even a, a Blizzard, you know, gamer. I don't, I'm not a WoW fan. I I've never. I mean, I played WoWs couple times mm-hmm. um, but I'm not a WoW player and I played Diablo and you know I went through the entire single player campaign and the Reaper of Souls and everything but I don't consider myself like a Diablo player you play Overwatch too I play a little Overwatch yeah. but I don't consider myself an Overwatch player yeah. if, if we were going to talk about this games that people like that I do play mm-hmm. and constantly play the only one I could mention is Destiny yeah, it's the only game that when I'm not playing like a single player game and because I like my games to have a you know beginning, middle, and end, and that's it. Move on to the next. Right. The only one that I go back to all the time, again as a gaming as a service game, is Destiny. Is uh, right. I'm not. But even me not being a Blizzard mm-hmm. um, player, mm-hmm. I'm very much attracted to go into BlizzCon for some yeah. reason. I want us to go. Like we have to make yeah. it a thing next year to try to make it to we BlizzCon. We have to. Because it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's just such a good time. And it's California. It's Anaheim. It's right next to Disney. Yeah. Like the vibe, the halo effect that Disneyland gives off is like everything's gonna be great. It's a magical place, <laughs> man. Like let's just have a great time. Um, and again, friends of mine from all over the United States, right? Friends from Atlanta, from Minnesota, from New York, from Chicago, friends that you from met through other the parts of game. Florida that I met that were part of my guild. Wow. That we just met up in in So in your guild was people was made up of people from all over the place. It wasn't just like your friends here in Miami or no. something like that. Actually there's a funny story about that, which is <laughs> so I obviously grew uh, grew got into playing World of Warcraft through my friends here okay. in Miami because my friend Nick was the one that actually was like yo we played Warcraft 3 a lot you need to get on this and I went to his house and I was watching him walk as a dead ghost right because you know when you die you're a ghost yeah, and you yeah, to yeah, run yeah. back so I was watching him walk as a dead ghost back into um, Skolomance mm-hmm. which is a, 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 a dungeon and back then Skolomance you could take 20 people into it it's not like it is now that you can only really go with 5 people it's a uh, five-man okay. dungeon. Back then, you can get 15 people oh, wow. in, in there. And he wasn't even max level. He was like level 55. And he was healing that dun- that dungeon. Because, again, the game was just a rough, different type yeah, of game. Yeah, it was different. Which is, why I'm looking forward, yeah, which is why I'm looking forward so much to, to Classic WoW. So one thing about BlizzCon, and, and, and here I'm going just off of comparing with E3, right? Um because, you know, one thing that I experienced in E3, at E3, was that, you know, there's a lot of games that uh, you want to play. I mean, there's new games that every developer is just showing a demo there, and you want to give it a try. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about Blizzard yeah. that, I mean, have been 
they've only released a new IP like in 2014 that was Overwatch. Was it 14? Yeah, 14. So, other than that, it's just the same old games. Yeah, I it's mean, the same they, old, same old. Same old, same old. So, and there are only like five, six games, seven games, right. something like that. Right, so like... So, when you go there, uh-huh. what... There's no booths because the entire convention is Blizzard's a booth. booth. It's a massive booth. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, there are some booths. What is it? There are some booths. There's booths yeah, there are about booths. the games? Well, no, they still have sponsors. So, like, Republic of Gamers is there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. you know, they, they, it's not like... Um, so, hardware... Yeah, there's hardware sponsors. There's, yeah. you know, there's other... There's other, um, there's other sponsors that are there that, um, you know, that they're also giving out a bunch of really cool things, too. So... I mean, it's not just it's not just Blizzard. It's it's like ninety five percent Blizzard. And then the five percent is is what like you use to play Blizzard. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you have, you know, uh, computers, headsets. Yeah. All kinds hardware. of other stuff. We came back with a lot of a lot of um, maybe a lot Twitch. Of stuff. Well, back then, Twitch. I mean, Twitch well, yeah. was like in its infancy. But so maybe now. Now I'm sure that they might have something. Um, so in order to let's say then. Do you actually have, you know, available like computers and things for you to play the games? Yeah. So are there lines for that? Yes, there are lines. Because I at E three, let me tell you, I went three days mm-hmm. to E three. Mm-hmm. I basically played like a game a day. Okay. I mean, I played more, mm-hmm. especially the the last day. But the last day, I just decided to play things that I just found that that weren't as full and packed as the ones. Because, for example, I wanted to try Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Back back at E3, Odyssey was just a demo, which I'm playing now, Odyssey, and it's awesome. Right. It's an awesome game. I love what Ubisoft did with, uh, with Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. But anyhow... I wanted to try Odyssey because I was uh, I was big into Origins. I really liked it, and I tried every single day, and I couldn't. I couldn't. The lines were just crazy. Ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. Like the moment I stepped into the three, mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was at the West Hall, I think it was. The biggest uh the the booth that i had right in front of me was tomb raider i'm like okay i'm big into tomb raider Mm -hmm. i love tomb raider i want to play this game Mm -hmm. i went there started the line it was like three hours no the lines aren't that long at blizzcon yeah the lines are long you'll probably wait i mean for my brother and i to play so hearthstone had launched on that on the desktop app already and we had already been playing it for a while on the desktop app But it was launching on on tablet and on mobile that year, so they had it for us to play on desk on tablet and mobile. They yeah. had tablet set up, and we waited in that line maybe maybe 20 minutes, and my brother and I got to play, you know, which was really cool. Um, we could have waited again to play again, you know, but we we played a couple games actually, and then and then we walked away, you know, to give other people a chance. Um, with Diablo 3, the Crusader. I was sitting in a row, and there were about 10 computers open next to me. And the <laughs> wow. line was the line was moving. You know, people yeah. were coming in and out, but it wasn't like I waited in that long more than I, I didn't wait in that line more than like again 15, 20 minutes. Some of the lines were longer on certain time at certain times than others. I took advantage of the fact that 
Um, like for example, there was a there was a part of the of the schedule at that time, you know, that I really was like not that interested in. Um, I think it was uh, the World of Warcraft, like the direction of the story or whatever it was going in. Like I had already read and I knew everything we were going <laughs> to talk about. So and it's being broadcast everywhere. Yeah. You know, so I was like, you know what? Let me just get in line and start playing some games. So I did that. So yeah, BlizzCon is definitely a lot more friendly when it comes to you t- you trying out the games, testing yeah. out the games, and now, um, and playing some games. One other, because uh, again, I think I, sometimes I'm repeating myself. So there's only how many games? Like six, seven, eight games. I mean, they don't have a lot of games, and yeah. But the most interesting thing is that they're they're not new games. They're just you know old games. Like how many years since uh, WoW release was released is, and uh, granted it's there's a lot of expansions after it. Yeah. But they don't come out every year. So going to my question is, yeah. do they really have that? Do they really release? that amount of content every year for in order to have like a, a convention every year yeah they do and I'll, and I'll explain to you why so every game is constantly being updated. updated now you can say and there's people out there that that will agree with this that maybe diablo doesn't have that many updates you know but it's there's one but there's no dia but that's why this convention if you look at the schedule for for blizzcon 2018 um, it's the opening ceremony, and then the next thing that comes is uh, story-wise or like update-wise is Diablo. What's next? You know, and we already kind of got a glimpse into what we know they're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, they already posted it. They they, they kind of said we're not gonna talk about Diablo There's Four. No Diablo Four. Right. Um, but so what is it that they talk about? That it's interesting to me, like. But, they, but there's so many ways they could take the game. They could talk about Diablo PvP. They could talk about a Diablo movie. I mean, it's not just about the game itself. It's about all of the properties and, and all of the characters yeah. and all the DNA that the game has and what they're doing. But that, that hasn't happened. No, that's going to happen in this Blizzard. Well, yeah, but it's yeah. going to happen in this Blizzard. But you know what I mean? It's like other than... Okay, Warcraft. Mm-hmm. They had the movie... Right. I think Which, they by the way, like they, announced, they announced the Warcraft movie at BlizzCon 2013. Yeah, yeah. And everybody I mean, went crazy. When yeah. I was there, like, everyone was like, oh my god! <laughs> and the movie was like, whatever. You didn't like the movie? I liked it, but I mean, I, I felt like... Yeah, let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't like it. I, I, it was entertaining to me, but... It was entertaining, I really but... Didn't but like, I, it was entertaining to me because of the special effects. Actually. Yeah. Because I was so blown up. I like Travis Fimmel. I think he's a great actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a good actor. Um, but anyhow, what I'm what I'm thinking is, <clears throat> where was I? You were saying. <laughs> I mean, you're saying that you know, outside of like Diablo, what oh, are they? Oh, what are it, they like they had, like Warcraft. They had the movie, so I guess that's content for mm-hmm. the convention. Their books mm-hmm. for Warcraft and all that. Are there comics? Yeah, there are comics. There are toys. Books, there are toys. There are, you know, there are figurines, there's clothing. I mean, but forget about, forget about products right mm-hmm. now. The biggest part of BlizzCon is eSports. Okay. That's the biggest part. And what are the games that are considered eSports? 
the World of Warcraft Arena World Championships. Okay. So all of the tournaments throughout the year end at BlizzCon. Nice. So the the Arena World Championships, the Heroes of the Storm uh, finals, okay. the Overwatch World Cup ends okay. there. And you know the Overwatch stage is the binga. <laughs> like it is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like have you seen it? No. Oh my god, I have to show you the video after this. And if you're listening to this, just do yourself a favor and like Google it because you are going to be blown away by, by the design of the stage and how beautiful it looks. Like, you know, you see a lot of um, esports competitions and you know, it's like people looking at a stage and you know, some the one group is in one box and you know, or one team is in one box and the other team's in another box. Yeah. This is not like that. This is, this stage is elaborate. It is, it is laid out in such a futuristic, cool way. And the stage itself continues to evolve. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. Hearthstone Global Games Final. You know, I'm a big Hearthstone player. Yeah. The StarCraft World Championship Series yeah. Global Finals. And then there's also like a Mythic Dungeon, which is an invitational. But it's not really like a championship. So all of Blizzard games are basically in esports. All of them. All yeah, of except them. for Diablo. Except for Diablo, yeah. Right. So Do you remember... Blackthorn? Of course I remember Blackthorn. That's like one of the first Blizzard games I ever played. That was the first Blizzard game I ever played. And I loved it. I loved Blackthorn. I was so much into Blackthorn. Did you play Lost Vikings? No. Oh my god, you need to play that game. I never played. Lost Vikings is hilarious. I don't hilarious. even know what game is. So Lost Vikings is this game. It's a side-scroller. Yeah. And the way it, it works is you have three characters that you're playing at the same time, basically. Okay. Um, and they all have different abilities. One is a big like fat viking with a shield uh -huh. another one is a little small viking with an axe <laughs> and another one is kind of like uh the medium-sized viking and you have to use them to do different things so like you take the big fat viking and you set him up in a place where he can put his shield up and then you activate the other viking and you jump on his shield to get to the next spot so you have to use all the vikings to basically um progress through the game that's so cool and yeah it's an older game but um, uh, do, do they have content about that uh, the, about those old school games at BlizzCon Lost Vikings are, uh, are you can play the Lost Vikings in Heroes of the Storm as a, as a oh the character as a character yeah that's so cool yeah so like I mean and Blackthorn Blackthorn hasn't made it into any oh they should yet. yeah I mean I think people <laughs> have been asking for Blackthorn to appear um, but I haven't seen him pop out anywhere that's so cool I mean I think you can go to a section in their website that's mm -hmm. like um, I don't know archive or old games or mm -hmm. classics something like that and you'll find those games right they actually you can actually buy them yeah oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean you can still buy a lot of those games um, again so like for, for Blizzard a lot of it is um, the esports, Overwatch yeah. esports, Hearthstone esports. Yeah, now yeah, World of Warcraft makes sense now. The whole day, I mean, more sense. Surrounding the, the the con, you're getting you know you're getting updates on the games that they have, but really the center of the of the convention center is almost dedicated entirely to the StarCraft stage, the Overwatch stage, the Hearthstone stage, and these stages are beautiful. The way that they set them up, the way that the crowd can interact, all the screens that they have set up. There's not a bad seat in the house. Basically, I remember when the StarCraft II trailer came out. Oh my god, so good! Oh my god, awesome that, that thing. I, I mean, I was happy, I was depressed <laughs> again. I was so happy. I, I was didn't depressed. play StarCraft, I, right. I wasn't a, a Blizzard gamer. Uh huh. I wasn't even a, a, a big into games, I didn't have money back then. Mm -hmm. 
and to, to you know to have a, like a PC or a console or whatever I barely had a TV uh, but I was in animation school right and when that trailer came out that cinematic mm-hmm. I was like oh my god I mean I was already a Blizzard fan because of their trailers and cinematics right but when that came out I was I was amazed I was depressed I'll never get to this level yeah um, I, I mean it was so amazing to me I mean the best Starcraft players <clears throat> believe it or not some of them I think I've said this before some of them are chess players oh really yeah um, I mean when Starcraft first came out because a lot of Starcraft is strategy and you have to have a strategy going into the games and the best chess players have strategies going yeah. into tournaments because they know their opponents so they know what they need to do to beat them well it's like Warcraft the old old school Warcraft right, right? like the RTS yeah I mean so um, that's really really cool some of the other things that they talk about at BlizzCon like they'll have a Diablo Q&A where if you're in the audience you get to ask questions about or, yeah. or about your about Diablo about the game um, I would guess that for every game they have that Q&A. They do, they do. They have a lot of Q and A's. Do they do um, presentations on development? Like, I know you mentioned that the developers are there and yeah. you can meet them or whatever. But the, do they do like the big presentations of, you know, how they came up with their games or maybe how they designed every character in Overwatch, if you will? Yeah. So um, in this BlizzCon, they're gonna have uh, how they created WoW Classic. Oh. So all the thought and thinking that went into that and all of what the is work. WoW Classic? So WoW Classic is gonna be vanilla WoW re relaunched. They're gonna remaster it, if you. It's like remastered basically, <clears throat> but they're doing they're trying to do the best that they can to keep the original game intact. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to say the least. So now, what would you say? It's refreshing, like geometry and and textures and that kind of stuff, or gameplay mechanics. I think, well, they, there's a post out there on it, but uh, I, I honestly don't know. I've, I've heard a lot of different things. Um, guess what? I'm going to get to play it tomorrow because <laughs> I got <laughs> the course. virtual ticket. So I'm going to get to play a little bit of it and I'll let everybody know like awesome. what, my, what I thought of it and, and where I think it's going. Um, but they have other panels like uh, crafting cinematics. You know, they have a massive, exactly. really amazing cinematics team. Um, so how do they do that? They go through the detail, the music, everything. Um, bringing heroes to life, creating World of Warcraft art, um, inside the world of sound design. They have a whole panel called Soundcraft. Nice. Um, so, I mean, you have, if for whatever it is that you love, forget about the fact that you're at BlizzCon. If you're an audiophile, if you're a visual gamer, if you're a storyteller, there's a there's spot for you. There's something for you. Right. Yeah, and, you and they're very good spectrum. at everything. Yes, exactly. I mean, the art, I know there's, I mean, you've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the like this comment of, of Warcraft and, and, and Diablo and this game's not having the like the like the graphics are not like that advanced like uh, right. you know this other developers this Santa Monica God of War or something like that I mean I think uh, I have a, an opinion on that is that yes they might not have the they're not using the latest technology on, on graphics but their design it's impeccable mm-hmm. and i think they do the games by design that way like overwatch it's very cartoony and mm-hmm. it's very but that's by design and the design is beautiful oh yeah 
It's so it's good. It's so beautiful. It's not that they're lacking technology. It's that, that they design the games that way. Yeah. And if you if you see that from the designer eye with the designer eye, you see that these games are very, very, very beautiful. It's incredible. I mean... Uh, and granted, I mean, Vanilla, wow, by now. I was talking about it yeah. with you. Yeah. Vanilla, wow, right now looks very dated. It does. But it, it does. doesn't. It, it, but it, it wasn't about the graphics. Exactly. I mean, well, okay. So back there then. There was a limitation back right, then. So even back then. Having, like, think about it. Even <clears> back then, the graphics weren't the best graphics. Yeah. I you know. But they have to consider that they were probably expecting a lot of players in the same scene, a lot right. of things. And we happening. talked about that. So, yeah. I mean, that's heavy on the graphics card. Right. So they have to keep it very, right. you know, very low. But you know what? I, I did some more research into that. They don't mm -hmm. have those limitations anymore. No, Because they have anymore. so many instances and so many servers that, and they have the hardware and the technology. The, the, the limitations in the bottlenecks are actually on our side, on the consumer side. Yeah. Right? So, but, they, but still, they know that. You know, and they know, and they want to provide the smoothest game experience exactly of it uh, uh, possible. I mean, I'm amazed. I have a in my PC when I play Overwatch. Yeah, it's um, such a good polish. It's so smooth, smooth game. And there's so many things happening. <laughs> I know it's awesome. Explosions and things, people jumping and yeah. and, and graphics and yeah. the UI. There's so many things happening, and that game doesn't doesn't. Uh, Lags, it doesn't it doesn't there's no hiccups yeah there's, there's no, no, there's no, no bumps at least that not that frame we can see stays consistent yeah um another thing that happens is like I'm, and you were mentioning it um the cosplay exhibition mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so yeah. tomorrow night at 8 30 they have the cosplay exhibition oh. from, for an hour and everybody that goes dressed up gets on stage and then they get judged and then they pick like the best three Ooh, i um, want to see the savannas I'm sure there's gonna be a Sylvanas. Oh, I'm sure there's gonna be I a Sylvanas. Want to see a Sylvanas. Yeah, there's all kinds of, <laughs> there's all kinds of cool characters, you know, and, and beautiful characters. That's another thing. Wow, it's such a beautiful game. So there's uh, a lot of a lot of opportunities for you to find a character that you think is beautiful or horrible looking or demonic and dress up as them and yeah. and, and, and and show uh, show your stuff on stage. Um, the that's the first night. Then the set the last night, which is uh, Saturday, the closing ceremonies are with a band called Train. Train? Yeah, do you know Train? No. Oh man, Train is such a good band. So I actually saw Train. What kind of music? Um, so uh, Train is they they have a uh, they have a lot of different um, songs that they sing. Some of them are more upbeat than others. Um, well, but, it's a band. I, I would guess they were they play songs. No, no, but uh, okay. <laughs> so it's a band. And they have instruments, and don't make me. Put a hashtag out there on all the I'm songs sorry, they make. I had to say it. No, it's okay. I deserve that. Um, sorry for being a smartass. No, I mean, look, <laughs> I got to see Train when I went to uh, when I went to go watch Hall of Notes, and um, you know, one of their one of their most famous songs is "Hey Soul Sister." Hey Soul Sister. I'm not gonna sing the song because it's not a <laughs> you song just podcast. But um, you know they they have a, a lot of really really good cool albums. It's a California band. Um, they opened up for Hall and Oates when I went to go see them here in uh, the BB&T. They yeah. were awesome. They were awesome. Um, the lead singer's name is Patrick Monahan. Okay. Um, and check them out. I mean, yeah. you know their their 2001 album called Drops of Jupiter won two Grammys. 
uh, and oh. certified double platinum. So um, a really wow. good band. I'm and an ignorant. No. We're, we're, <laughs> hey, what you asked me what kind of music, and I said, well, they have songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is a double platinum band that I yeah. haven't heard of. But that's okay. How much classic rock do you listen to? No. That's already like, consi- I mean, 2001 is already considered. Nah, like, come on. It's kind of like alternative classic. Yeah, alternative. but that's a, the, it's old. It's an old band. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a classic band. They're so classic. <laughs> they're so old. But I have a question regarding Well, they're that. an old so, band with a classic style. Would you say that these bands are WoW or or gamers or No. So no. I you know, I used to I used to think that you know, maybe Blizzard was catering to a certain community. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought that the gamers wanted one thing or another. They're just they just want to put on an entertaining show. Yeah. They just want somebody, you know, they're not going to go as niche as saying you know, we're going to get Lamb of God to come out here and, you know, and go crazy. Well, but my question is more about, let's say the Lamb of God are, I don't know how many members they are, but let's say they're four or five. The five of them play WoW. Right. The five of them play WoW. Exactly. So it, it makes sense to have them in the show, you know, uh, to, oh. to close the, the entire event. Right. Um, my question is, if are this bands that close the events are they do they play you know, wow do they play wow or do they play any i don't know if it, i don't know if they consider that um just to name a few of the bands that have closed the show mm-hmm. one that you might know metallica oh yeah um blink wow. i said blink 182 yeah that's um, big train was another one uh that's going to be closing this one so marilyn manson i, I don't know if marilyn manson <laughs> has done no, it I'm just um, throwing names um and one other thing, um, you know, there's a lot of celebrities that are WoW players. Yeah, there are. Like Mila Kunis is one that I remember because yeah. I like Mila Kunis. Man, I remember when <laughs> Mila Kunis said that she played WoW, I think my all of my friends and I you were, were like... divorced. No, I wasn't married. I was like, <laughs> let me go see what server she's on and make a character there and try to run into her. Um, so... Uh, some bands that I've played at, at BlizzCon are Tenacious D. Oh, cool. Foo Fighters, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. And I said Blink and I said Metallica. Linkin Park, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, and Muse. That's huge. These are all headliners. Yeah. They're all headliners. These are like... So, some serious bands. Again, serious bands. Providing entertainment. Wow. But back to the celebrities. Yeah. Uh, do you think that... Uh, not do you think, but... Did you encounter any celebrities at uh, BlizzCon? I didn't see any celebrities personally uh, at BlizzCon. Um, I think that uh, what I wanted to, but when you said Blizz, when you said celebrities, the first thing that popped into my mind was Henry Cavill. You saw Henry Cavill there? No, I didn't see Henry Cavill. I saw uh, his story, which was you know who Henry Cavill is? Yeah, Superman. Superman. Yeah. So guess what? Well, now Gerald. Well, yeah, not Gerald. Right? <laughs> but you know what? He's perfect for it because he's a gamer. Um, oh, he is. Big time. He, he played World of Warcraft a lot. As a he's matter in, of fact. Uh, called Pilgrim's movie, right? I think yeah, so. He's that guy with the white eyes and stars. Yeah. He was basically tanking for his guild, okay? When he got the call from the director of Superman to tell him that he was going to be Superman. 
and he almost didn't answer the phone because his <laughs> guild was like, oh, we're really? about to kill this boss. Oh. And, you know, we've been making attempts all night. And he, he has, it's, his story is awesome because, you know, <laughs> here's this guy who is, you know, this big, tall, handsome guy. And, you know, you, 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 when you hear him talking, when you, when, when you like see his videos and stuff like that, he's such a cool dude. He yeah. is like the most down-to-earth, coolest actor I have ever seen talk. That's awesome. And, and the fact that he plays WoW just solidifies it for me, that he's probably my favorite actor of all time. And the guy was like, hey, uh, you know, I almost didn't answer my phone because I was tanking for my guild. You know? So that was really, really cool, I think. Um, but he did, by the way, pick up the phone. And, they, and he did well, get the news. We By the way, the guys. Movie. Yeah, and we saw the movie. So, and it was really good. So obviously Man he picked Steel. up the phone. That's interesting. So I'm glad he picked up the phone. because. So I wonder if, 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 you know, this this people go. I mean, what if they, this people go to this event? I'm sure that, I'm sure that they yeah. go. I'm sure that that's a, a, a big deal for them. Where are you going? Yeah, yeah. Ask them to shut up. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, audience. There's people here and they were making noise. Yeah. So money went... Uh, I want to tell them to, hey, let me talk about WoW, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking over here. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I would guess that, uh, that people... Wow, they are really quiet. Oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's people, people want to know why we're telling them to be quiet, and I'm like, we're doing the podcast right yeah, there's now. There's <laughs> people coming here to see what's going on. Yeah, see, we're, we're celebrities at our job now. Yeah, people feel like uh, like we are famous and everything. Thank you, guys. Thank you, no problem. <laughs> hey, anytime. Um, but yeah, so celebrities are a thing. I haven't met any at BlizzCon. I'm sure that they were there. Um, but there are a lot of really cool World of Warcraft stories, and, and stories of other games of celebrities that have played uh, video games, yeah. especially Blizzard games. So I think that's really, really cool. Well, you want to hear my story of E3? Yes. My, my journey getting there. It's, uh, it's, it was challenging. Uh, not because of getting the tickets or anything. It was just the whole thing that, I, that happened to me over there. Uh, it was really weird. But uh, I'm going to try to make this story short. Um, but I got my ticket. I got my, my plane ticket. Um, and I got my Airbnb. And I did that fairly quickly, like in one afternoon, one hour, I found everything and I just purchased it, right? And I uh, got my vacation and went to LA. So, <clears throat> um, getting to LA is where my ordeal started because me being a, a little bit too um, naive, I kind of trusted in Airbnb. I never had an issue with Airbnb before. So I kind of trusted. And it's not, I'm not discrediting the service of Airbnb, but I never bothered a lot in, in, in contacting the person that, that actually the owner of the apartment I rented. So I did it like two days before going mm -hmm. to, to LA. Okay. And because I, I mess I, I remember I sent him a message through the system mm -hmm. um, like you know confirming that everything was okay what if I had to do something particular for, for uh, when I arrive 
or anything. So he never responded. So I, two days before going to LA, I called and the guy responded to the phone. He answered the phone mm -hmm. and I explained to him, oh, it's me, Francisco, whatever. I'm the guy who ran. Oh, uh, uh, let me write you back through Airbnb. And I'm like, okay. Well, the guy never responded. Mm. And after that, he never, uh, he never um, responded to my phone calls. So I got to LA and uh, I'm like, I'm screwed. I'm, I'm, I don't have an apartment, but let me just get there and, and you'll give it, it that final shot. Yeah. But I was like nervous. I was, you know, pissed, everything yeah. at the same time. So I got there and I realized that there I noticed that, you know, I saw the building that the post on Airbnb had, like the picture of the building. Mm -hmm. And I noticed, I saw it, like, when I got there, I saw it, and I'm like, hey, to the Uber driver, it's here. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't find the number, like, oh, you know, the number of the street? Yeah. He couldn't find it. And I was like, but this is the building. Mm -hmm. I, I'm looking at it in my mm -hmm. Airbnb, in the app. This is the building. Drop me off here. I'll, 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 I'll figure it out. I noticed that the number on the picture of the Airbnb was deleted, was erased, photoshopped oh, out. No. And I was like, I'm screwed. And yeah. then the number and the address, the actual address, text mm -hmm. address, not in the picture, was different. Mm -hmm. Let's say it was 2100 mm -hmm. and the actual building was 20, 2001, mm -hmm. if you will. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm screwed. Okay, mm -hmm. this is confirmation. That I'm screwed. Right. So that was me arriving the day before the event started. So, anyhow, um, I, I called Airbnb. They got me another apartment, and I was I was in my uh, by night. I I I got a, a place to stay. Thank God. Thing is, that was it was in I think it was in Hollywood. It was further than you th yeah. than, than you I wanted mean, to be. I mean, it was really close. The one that I got in Airbnb was really really close. Mm -hmm. To the event. That's but, how he was able to scam everybody. Yeah, probably. So I got scammed with an eBay ticket. You got scammed yeah, with an Airbnb. Exactly. So there's scammers out there just waiting to scam <laughs> so people. Be careful, going to people. Events. You know. Be careful. Yeah. But this is not all. The, the, this is not the end of mm -hmm. the story. So <laughs> I got my apartment. Okay. Next day. Next day, I go to my event. I go to E3. I'm excited. Okay. Take my uh, Airbnb. Um, not Airbnb. My Uber. Mm -hmm. Got there. And when I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm making my line, and when I get into the place, there's like this person, like in, like TSA in airports, mm -hmm. screaming, um, "Have your IDs with okay. you, like out, for in order to get your badge." Mm -hmm. When I took out my, my my wallet, I didn't have my ID. Oh no! I was like, "What?" Oh, you told me about this. That your ID <laughs> mysteriously showed up. Well, let me let yeah. me tell the story. So, yeah. I was like. What is going on here? So I, I had my, my backpack. I started checking on my backpack. ID nowhere. Optimistic. I'm like, you know what? It's in the apartment. Maybe I dropped it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or in um, another pants or mm -hmm. something. Uh, so I went, I went back to the apartment. Nowhere to be found. And I'm like, I was screaming with rage. Yeah. I was so, so pissed. Double whammy. No Airbnb. No, no <laughs> license. So then, uh, optimistic again, being optimistic, which I'm not usually very optimistic, but I was that day. I was like, you know what? Let me go to the event. Let me go to E3, to a convention. And 
let me just talk to the guy mm-hmm. and tell him this is what happens and they'll probably be fine mm-hmm. and they'll give me my badge or whatever. Wrong. Eh. I got there and I told him the entire story and um, he thought you were trying to scam him. Yeah. And he told me, no, I can't, I can't print the badge. I'm sorry. Um, I, I had this idea because I had um, the lady that cleans my apartment at my apartment the next day. Mm-hmm. And I had this idea of, well, let me ask her to send a picture of an ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, well, I, I lost my first day, yeah. but I can come in tomorrow. And I asked the guy right away. He said, yeah, if you bring me a picture that has uh, an ID that has your, a picture of your ID mm-hmm. that has your picture, your date of birth and something else, I don't remember, mm-hmm. you're fine. And I was like, okay. I forgot to say that before this, I went to the airport, lost and found. Oh yeah, you went I to went the to whole... Starbucks, right. um, a, a Starbucks where I where I actually called Airbnb to get me another apartment the night before. All that I went all those places, and this was only the morning. I mean, by the time I I I, I talked to this guy and asked him this, it was like it was like one p.m. or something like that. Oh, I did all this during the morning, so. Thing is, I'm walking out. I'm just. I just said, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna go back home, play some Switch, and then come back tomorrow with a, with a photo of. An Thank ID. God you took the Switch. Um, there I found Boogie. There was uh, when I was out there in that ordeal. That's why I, I was. I was saying before that, my mini panic attack that I was almost having. That's where when I met uh, Boogie. So Ooh. I met Boogie. I took a picture with him and everything. Um, hopefully if he listens to the podcast eventually, hey boogie. He'll be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so anyhow, then I was just, I took my phone and I said, you know, maybe have a photo of a, a license or mm-hmm. an ID or something in my mm-hmm. phone for some reason. And I did actually found one. Nice. And it was my cédula de República Dominicana. Claro que sí. For some reason. I think it was that I found it because I always, ha- es que I, I always kept del, it. Es que la Virgen de la Gracia <laughs> quería. Me está cuidando. Me estaba cuidando. <laughs> so I think it was that I, I, I always kept my cédula. And yeah. I, I think it was that I found it one day and I was it was funny to me and I sent it to somebody. Yeah. I think it was something like that. So I had it there, the picture. Mm-hmm. And I just ran to the guy and show it to him. And he was... He was like, what is this? What the fuck <laughs> is this? And I'm like, this is my ID from DR, I'm Dominican, blah, blah, blah. Thing is, what was confusing to him was the date. You know that in Spanish... It's backwards. It's backwards. The month first, the year, exactly. the day, and then the year. So it was confusing to him, so I had to explain it to him. And or the day, was, the month, and the year. Yeah. And then he finally said, okay, yes. And well, how is that so confusing? Bags. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, like, yeah. What's your birthday? <laughs> September 24th. Yeah, there aren't 24 months in the <laughs> yeah, year, exactly. bro. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. They were just so, giving you a hard time. Yeah, yeah. But, so you um, had a rough time then. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was so stressed by the time I, I got to into the actual our convention center. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a great story because it highlights like a lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah. Almost everything that could go wrong went, went wrong, with the exception of 
the fact that you actually got to go in. I've heard oh, yeah. stories where people have Can't. to turn around and go back home. Yeah. You know, and those are the worst stories. And one thing is, this is the mystery of all the stories. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I the mystery. This is the mystery, which I know about. Yeah, you know about because you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. The idea I found, well, actually, from LA, I went online and ordered a replacement. Right. For my license. So, I, when I, by the time I got back, I think I already had it in the inbox. Thing is, months after, mm -hmm. I'm looking things, uh, I, I'm, I think I'm at, at the car wash. And I'm open one of the compartment, the glove compartment. Not the glove compartment. It's the one that's like here on the side. Um, and the ID was there. Now the question is, if the ID was there, how'd you get to California? How did I get to <laughs> California without an ID? That's the mystery. That we don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Because TSA <laughs> checks licenses. Exactly. You know, so it's weird. I have no clue how There's it went through TSA. You need to figure it out. And got into a plane. I don't know. That's the mystery. Que la Virgen de la Altagracia <laughs> quería que tú te montara en ese avión. No, porque me quitó el ID. But then at the end, she was like, you don't need your ID. <laughs> it was weird. If oh, you have man. any suggestions or ideas yeah. of what could have happened, let us yeah, know. We're all ears. We're all ears. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I yeah. think... Uh, That's all we've got for today. Yeah, so that's our little convention talk. Um, again, what we want to do next uh, next couple of episodes, um, we're going to wait for Black Friday to get the headsets so yeah. that we can then do the VR episode. But the very next episode is going to be an uh, episode focused just on art. And we're going to have Oscar come in, yep. um, Oscar Alonso, and talk to us about uh, art and then partake in the whole conversation of um, the art of video games. Awesome. So that's going to be awesome. That's going to be so, awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. And this is Manny Fresh. Peace out. And F Coast. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.